you're going to have squabbles. It's just family life. But when you're talking to the person, assume the best. And that's a reminder for us as parents, too. Mm. That is difficult as it can be sometimes in the situations that arrive that arise that we need to see the best in our children this episode of beyond sunday is sponsored by the pime missionary sponsorships at a distance program this school year become a pime sponsor to give the gift of an education to a student in an isolated mission country and break the cycle of poverty for a child youth person living with disabilities or seminarian See how you can support a student in need at PimeUSA.org slash 52 sponsorships. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave that Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm Rocky McCormick, your other co-host. Grab your party hat, your hatchets, and a shovel, and join us as we talk, laugh, and reflect on our experiences raising Catholic families and discovering God within our everyday lives. So I, I didn't bring a hatchet. I, I didn't bring one either. <laughs> I'm not sure I own a hatchet. <laughs> okay. And I know it's super odd, it, just a super odd combination of things to grab in the intro. I'm hoping that my random loose word associations will make sense as we kind of dig into the meat of, of the episode okay. as we go along. But the party hat to start. It's Mary's birthday on September 8th. Yay! Well, you know what? Maybe instead of a party head, I should have encouraged us to bring our party tiaras. Mm, yeah. She is. She's a queen. Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that begs the question, does your family have any special birthday traditions? So um, I have four kids. You do. And they each have a birthday in consecutive months, August, September, October, November. Oh, my gosh. And then my husband's birthday is also in November. Um, and then my niece's birthday is in December and my nephew's birthday is in July and then my birthday is in June. So we have like birthday season in my house running pretty much from summer all the way through New Year's. Yeah. Um, so we call it birthday season. So and really you just take Lent off. Yeah, it's just, yeah, pretty much. That's like the only time we don't have any birthdays is during Lent. It, that's that's Such good true. Catholics. So we... Um, we always have a party for the kids. They've had a birthday party every year since they were little. And then when you turn 10, 10 is your last giant birthday party. Oh, wow. Where you have all the family oh, okay. and like the friends and stuff all at the same time. Mm-hmm. After 10, you get a party with some friends mm-hmm. um, and then like cake, or, cake and ice cream or some small thing with, with just us as immediate family. So we kind of try to scale it back after 10. Okay. And I don't know if any of you have been following along with the math here, but I only have one left who's not 10. Mm-hmm. So my experience of making a cake every month for four <laughs> months is coming to a close, and I'm very excited about that. But yes, they usually have a theme. We usually have some kind of goodie bag. Oh wow! I usually like you make go the all cake. Out. Yes, I make the cake, okay. which you know has not always been my favorite thing. Now that I only have one left, though, I do um, delegate the cake out now. Oh, mm-hmm. I know it was a big it was a big moment for me. Okay, <laughs> okay. I was thinking you were gonna go with like, oh, I'm gonna miss this these moments, and so I'm gonna make this last one. No, no. I. No. I have a lovely mom friend in the neighborhood who runs a small business oh. and she makes delicious cakes and well, she's been go. doing them for us. And the kids like them too and they're okay with it. Yeah. So, you know, we still do other special baked goods at home, but I You're utilizing I someone else's do. gifts. Yes. There you go. Yes. And and for you moms out there who struggle with asking for help. Yeah. Do it. It's okay. You don't have to make the cake. I do not make the cake. I have 
in the past from time to time, but more often than not, it is store-bought cupcakes and a cake, and the kids request it. They're like, I would like a Boston cream cake. I'm like, Mom, cannot make a Boston cream cake, so Kroger it is. I would like to share that one of my greatest accomplishments ever yes. was Pikachu cake. Oh, so cool. I made Cookie Monster cupcakes. Oh, yes. Because my youngest was super into Cookie Monster, but he had an existential crisis <laughs> when confronted with Cookie Monster. <laughs> he was like, I don't know what to do with this. I want to eat it, but it's Cookie Monster. But I want to eat it, but it's Cookie Monster. Like, it was very clear he was struggling to know what the right thing to do in the moment. That is <laughs> I think so it might have been his second or third birthday. Was, that is so like, fun. We have this picture with his face is just like, I don't know what to do with this. I never made Cookie Monster. I did have Elmo cake pops once. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We've done some cars, like Mater cupcakes. Yeah. Lots of Pokemon birthday parties. Okay. Yeah. We don't usually have a theme. Um, and so our tradition and our middle child is about the only one that has an actual tradition because we did it once. Of and course. We so have now to it's do a it again. Tradition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about in the last episode, <laughs> um, we go to Rainforest Cafe, mm-hmm. just our immediate family, and then. Um, my mother-in-law. That's fun. So that is his birthday tradition. It's very fun. And then when we get home, we have a special birthday plate that has like Psalm 139 on Mm -hmm. it. Um, And so I do a cupcake or like a little piece of their cake with a candle and we sing and we eat. And that is our birthday tradition. Super simple. Sounds very much like a feast day in my house. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is their feast. And then we of course have a second birthday on their baptism day, which they demand. Of course. Now. Because he doesn't want a second birthday. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, don't I get a cake today? I'm like, what's today? <laughs> they're like, it's, Mom, my it's my baptism day. day. Right. So <laughs> anyway, there's, again, there's no one way to do it. If you are a parent who really enjoys, I have a friend who loves party playing. Like that is, that is her happy place. And so she has these completely elaborate theme parties that she used to write blog posts about. And it is like, that is her happy, that is her charisma. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. I thought it was mine. It is not. (laughs) (laughs) And so having learned that, I am happy to let that go. Someone else can can pop in. Um, And then, of course, for us in our 40s, we don't much acknowledge them. At all. Yeah, I I usually let them get me a cake or some type of yeah. treat, you know, and let them sing. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of homemade cards. I and love the homemade cards. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite. Yeah. And you can always tell which child was like, oh, man, I got to make a card. <laughs> <laughs> I also love when I get gifts chosen by the kids yeah. that were probably chosen for the kids. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, right? Yes, that dad might have helped. Yeah. In air quotes. Well, I have two older ones now who work. Oh, that's true. And have their own debit cards and their own money. Fair. And so they will go to the store. Okay. And someone will help buy. No, they will buy it all on their own. Okay. And yeah, some of those gifts are... You know, that reminds me of like a Santa secret shop at the school where I end up with all the things that say mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know who I am. I don't I don't need a, a puppy that says mom. Yeah. Yeah. So some of those are interesting. I yeah. won't embarrass anybody by naming any at the moment. But yeah. Yeah. Those are always fun. Yeah. My desk has lots of things on it. 
I always love that we got you a stuffed animal. (laughs) What am am I going to do with this? I I will cherish it all my days. Thank you. All my days. Mm -hmm. And I will. I do. Yes. So what about Mary's birthday? Oh, Mary's birthday. You know what we do. You feast. Yes. Yes, we do. We we always have something. Um, last year we made giant chocolate chip cookies. Ooh, nice. Yes, those were excellent. They were not lemon cookies, huh? No you lemon did not cookies. Get the lemon that punches you in the face. So just recently we got a bunch of zucchini from someone, and we made some lemon zucchini bread. Mm-hmm. And the first batch, I doubled the lemon. Okay. And the kids still didn't think it was enough lemon. So this last batch, we tripled it. Yeah. And they're like, well. I'll give it a seven out of ten. Oh my goodness gracious! So yeah, yeah. no, no lemon for Mary's birthday. No, Mary's no, no, no. birthday we usually go like cookie. Uh, we're always down for ice cream. We always ice have cream, those right? treats in our yeah. house. Um, we definitely try to pray a rosary that day. Yeah. Yes, all all good things. Yeah, last year for my students, I actually threw a party in the classroom. Oh, that's and fun. so we had a statue of Mary. I got like mini cupcakes that were blue and white, and so we said some decades of the rosary and did that same at home mm-hmm. you know we try to say a rosary and just have a little birthday party i love it i love any, it any any reason to have extra cookies or extra dessert for the kids but it's so fun or donuts to like when especially when they're little it's so fun to think about like what do you think mary would like oh. what, what kind of birthday do you think she liked to have when she was little yeah. I mean, my daughter has a really um, special She's bond devotion, with St. Anne right? yeah. and she loves thinking about Mary as a little girl Aww. and she just thinks it's so fun to be like oh I bet you she liked blue I bet you she had you know whatever blue thing so yes it's um, it's always fun to talk about that with little kids I think it's beautiful to hear yeah. their their little guesses about what I'll Mary would have liked my, at her birthday party they might just roll their eyes at me though they'd be like mom Ugh. <laughs> what <laughs> no <laughs> which leads to the other thing birthday traditions in our house also you would think are just fun but we have another tradition in our house that we have to brace ourselves for. Um, it comes with some grinding and gnashing of teeth mm. because certain siblings have been known to get upset when they are ignored or don't get the same kind of attention or number of presents or a present if it's not their birthday. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm getting it. I'm drawing the connection. Yeah. So we're going to use the shovel and we're going to bury the hatchet. We are going to bury oh. the hatchet. Oh my gosh, you guys. Right? That so took like, me way too long. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I figured we'd we'd circle back to it at some point. Yeah. So, you know, even even in the in the celebrations, there can be conflict. Like no family life comes without ample opportunity to learn how to deal with conflict. Yeah, for sure. And so when we're taking a look at the gospel this week, mm-hmm. we're talking about forgiveness and stuff. So Yeah, this week's gospel is in Matthew chapter 18, and Jesus says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. (laughs) Not really loud for the rest of the world. Did you hear that, folks? We don't announce it to the world. We don't post it on social media. Oh, I was just thinking of my own kids. Mom! No vague booking happening here. He hit me. Oh, yeah. No tattling. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and so let's talk a little bit about how do we handle conflict? How do we resolve that? And one of the first things that came to mind for me as I was praying with the gospel was really about conflict resolution is a spiritual work of mercy. Mm. right? So we talk a lot about the corporal works of mercy, but then we also have the spiritual works of mercy, which are to admonish the sinner, instruct the ignorant, counsel the doubtful, comfort the sorrowful, bear wrongs patiently. 
forgive all injuries and to pray for the living and the dead. All of those, except maybe the last one, are extremely difficult. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not things we, we're not like, yes, today I really want to do this. This sounds so fun. (laughs) Nobody says that. No one wakes up and says, you know what I really like to do today? Admonish a sinner. I know, right? There are some. Have you been on Twitter? Oh, good point. Okay. Uh, I definitely don't wake up thinking my goal today is to bear wrongs patiently. That sounds super fun. That's more like a... Dear Lord, please help me. Yeah. Not to overreact. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. Right. No, but that's why it's a spiritual work of mm. mercy, right? Okay. So, the, you know, there are there are all of them, but I thought we could focus in on the bearing wrongs patiently and forgiving offenses willingly. Okay. Because that seems to be... Seems to be what Jesus was asking in the gospel coming yeah. up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe the ones that we don't like to do. Yeah. Well, I think probably the first major step in this would be how do we discern if an injustice has actually occurred? Yeah, and as we're you know, talking to our children. Sometimes our kids think everything's yes. unfair. <laughs> right, and we don't want them to grow into adults who think that everything is an opportunity to take offense. Yes, right? yes. Is it actually an injustice? Yes. Was so, something actually done? Were you wronged? Right, so as we were thinking about what we were going to talk about during yeah. this podcast, my 13-year-old in the background was like, oh. I call dibs on everything everywhere since I was born. Right. And I was like, that is, no. We, what? <laughs> so I, I had just to walk was, away so I wasn't laughing at him visibly. <laughs> so I just thought that was a perfect example of someone who, who maybe just thinks like, oh, see, now everyone's wronged me everywhere, yes. ever, because all these things are mine. They're <laughs> all mine. I am entitled to the whole world as I see fit. Right. Or another sibling is doing something that actually doesn't have anything to do with you, but there might be like some altercation that comes from that. Was the intent to hurt you? Were you actually harmed? Oh, my gosh. A hundred percent. The accidentals are the hardest, right? Because you even if you know it was an accident, Mm -hmm. you were hurt either physically or otherwise. Right. And so the idea of bearing that wrong patiently and being willing to forgive is really difficult. Well, and also, even if it was an intentional thing, learning that to bear wrong or to forgive doesn't mean that we are saying that what the person did was okay. Yeah. But I just, especially for my kids, like anytime anything happens, it's the roll of the eyes. Like they are always wronged. Yeah. They are the perpetual martyr. Sure. So a good exercise for this and... It will take a lot of patience to do this, okay? Like, if you're listening to this and you're like, lady, <laughs> that is not happening in my house full of toddlers. I understand, okay? Right. But a good exercise for this is when when one of these instances occurs, someone mm-hmm. takes a toy, someone accidentally hits someone while they're fleeing something across the room, someone accidentally breaks something, someone intentionally breaks something, you know right. what I'm talking about. All Arguing those things, over who gets more screen time. Yes, all those things where, where kids are bickering, right? The bickering. So much bickering. Oh, so much. Um, it's all started yet. I wish. Oh, yes, it has, yeah. but then we had Labor Day. So I know. Was, mm. So um, it's always good to take a minute, s- separate mm-hmm. the offender from the offendee, cool down, and then bring them together. And then it's going to be a repeat after me game when they're little. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, I think now is a good time for you to say that you're sorry. But I'm not sorry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what are you sorry for? Oh, they love Can that Can you 
can you make an effort to mm-hmm. not do it again? Right. Right. And then we leave it for the other person. Now would be a good time for you to tell them that you forgive them mm-hmm. and that you still love them. And then my favorite, and I still make my kids do this to this day and they hate it. Mm-hmm. You hug it out. I was just going to ask. <laughs> yes. Because I've seen those shirts. Yep. I don't. Like, you don't stick them in a shirt together. I don't stick them in a shirt. And it's not like a force thing. It's just right. like I say it and they do it. But I guess it's kind of forced. Yeah, it's a little forced. <laughs> I, say, I say hug not it out. physically forced. When they were really little, I say, now you have to hug until I say stop. And eventually a few minutes goes by and then they start laughing and then yeah. all is forgiven. Right. But I just say like, hug it out. They're like, oh. yeah. so the older ones now will like fist bump, which is fine, fine. you know, but, but yes, yeah. we go through the motions every time. Right. Because the motions are what lead us to be formed in knowing how to say it and how, how to do it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then that too, like what we work on is tattling versus getting help. Like you also want to equip them to be able to resolve those conflicts on their own. Eventually, oh, yes. Right. And so running to mom with like every five minutes, so-and-so hit me, so-and-so took my crayon, so-and-so won't let me watch such and such. Mm-hmm. Like figure it out. Yes. Or do you actually need help? Like was there an actual offense or injustice or is this just you guys negotiating? Yeah. Who gets to do what when? Yeah. I think if you, if you work through it mm-hmm. enough they'll work through it too. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's a joyous moment as a parent when you mm-hmm. actually hear one of them say I'm sorry. Oh, I <laughs> on know. On their own. Right? Yeah. <laughs> For and you know what? It's funny cuz you got to know your kids. Yeah. And so like we talk about this a lot. One of my kids is very much like me. It takes me a minute. Like if you pester me, I'm going to hold on to whatever it was. If you yes. give me 10 minutes, 15 minutes just go stew in the other room, work through it in my head. I will come back and we can have a reasonable conversation. Mm-hmm. And so one of my kids is like that and gets really angry and walks off. And it has taken a while to learn that while we want him to stop doing that, that's actually his coping mechanism. And so we need to, when he does that, just step away. Yeah. And that's hard, especially if the other kid involved mm-hmm. is the one who needs immediate Right. Resolution. Right. right. Like if you have all those kids who wants to be able to say they're sorry right away and they yeah. need the affirmation that that they're yeah. forgiven. It's yeah. really hard when one needs their space and the other yeah. one is like, but I'm sorry. <laughs> like you can tell them you're sorry later. Yes. Or or if they're the one that's been wronged, give them a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he will eventually recognize that what was done was not OK. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So those are some important skills, because also like as they're going out into the world and as they're going to school. Like, you don't want them to perpetually be the kid who's, like, tattling on their friends. Yeah. But you also want to teach them, especially as they get older and the stakes get higher, Mm -hmm. to know when they actually do need to involve an adult to get help. So that's actually, like, a really good point that I think leads into this this last, like, big piece is how do we help our kids be able to go to their the person who's wronged them and right. and call them out in a way that's loving, right? In right, the way Jesus says, to, like just between you right. and them. How how do how do we help them do that in a way that's that's actually like loving and Christian. Yeah. Um, but also is gonna be fruitful, right? Like is gonna yeah. resolve the situation. Well and with one older kid, I think that it's been helpful to help them to know themselves. What do you need to be able to have those conversations? Is it a minute to pray with it? Is it to journal? Is it to calm down for 20 minutes so that your brain isn't in fight mode? And learning how your own physicality responds to conflict. Because some of us have a very physical, most of us have a very physical response to conflict, not necessarily in terms of like fighting, 
but our bodies go into yeah. fight, flight, freeze. Yeah. And to know, to read your body, to know, okay, now when can I go do this? What, what do I need? Mm-hmm. What do I even need from this? And I'd just like to say that sometimes we parents probably need to be a little more self-aware too, right? Mm. Because we've all had that mama bear moment where we've seen another kid (laughs) do something and our instinct is to just like immediately march right up to the other parent or the child or the teacher or whoever is in charge and, and just like, totally lose it right like we we have that instinct we can't help it what (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about so so it's helpful if we take a minute ourselves Mm -hmm. and examine where we are are we in a place where we could actually effectively communicate that we've been wronged right and i think that just watching us resolve conflict yes is often we talk about this all the time how modeling is the best teacher yeah for us for them to see us resolve conflict with our spouse mm-hmm. how we approach conflict with them which can be challenging yeah because there's the mama bear but then there's also the really frustrated mom like how many more times are we going to have this conversation yes and so knowing and growing in the skill to be able to walk away from that and not engage in conflict We've talked about that too. Like we don't yeah. have to engage in every fight we're invited to. Yeah, we can say no and step away until it's calmer. Yeah. So I think modeling, mm-hmm. and then kind of like that exercise that I mentioned earlier, where you are kind of giving them a repeat after me. Like, okay, now would be a good time for you to say this. Yeah. What do you, What do you think would be a good thing to say after that? Kind of leaving it open for them to say it in their own words in a way, but mm-hmm. kind of giving them the prompts they need. And as they get older, they yeah. know the drill, right? right? So the more we do it, it's just like everything else we've talked yeah. about. The more they build those muscles, yeah, the the better off. Um, they are in terms of like being able to figure out how to resolve it themselves. And as they get older, I promise you, this really does happen. You can say, work it out, and they will work it out. Right. It's, or they'll leave it alone, and then they'll realize it wasn't that big a deal to yes, begin with. Yes, Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and then I want to give a little shout out to one of my favorite cartoon characters here. Mm-hmm. Her name is Bluey. Aw, Bluey. And I think she does an excellent job for our littlest people on how to speak up when you feel you've been wronged. Yeah. in a way that's loving mm-hmm. and in a way that's effective and really stating what is happening without letting your emotions overcome you and becoming hurtful yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's the episode where she learns how to use her big girl bark. I love that episode. <laughs> you guys use that in training a lot. We do. We do. Yeah. We talk about it a lot because it's such a good example uh, because the person who wronged her is her dad. Right. You know, she's upset because her dad is being really impatient and he's playing a little bit too rough with her and she doesn't like it. And her mom says, well, you you need to use your big girl bark mm-hmm. and say, no, I don't like that. I'd really like to do this instead. Right. But you need to do it with kindness. Yeah. Right? So an adorable, adorable little example for our little people. And I just, I love her so much. And that actually also reminds me that when we are teaching them how to resolve conflict, that we have to train them to believe the best about the person that they're talking to. Sure. Right. Like your siblings, for the most part, are not intentionally out to harm you. Yeah. You're going to have squabbles. It's just family life. But when you're talking to the person, assume the best. And that's a reminder for us as parents, too. Mm. That is difficult as it can be sometimes in the situations that arrive, that arise, that we need to see the best in our children. And that can be hard on a long day when 
everything is trying and the tantrums are raging. But again, knowing what we need, if we need to step away so that we can see the best in them, if we need to call in reinforcements so that we can see the best in them. I am a fan of taking a breather on the porch. If they're safe, step outside, take a breath, and then come back in. Yeah. Right? There's nothing wrong with taking a step away. Mm -hmm. Just be sure they're safe. Yeah. Absolutely. For the littles. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's our challenge for you guys this week. Practice saying you're sorry. Practice apologizing and being intentional. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, bro. <laughs> that's Their apologies are like famous <laughs> last words. Sorry, sorry bro. bro. Fist bump. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much. That's so heartfelt. I felt it. I'm crying. But you know, the good news is yeah. if, if they go through the motions enough, sometimes that's all they need. Well, it is. And they absolutely. both have a mutual no. understanding. Well, and as much as I laugh at it. <laughs> They mean it. Like, yeah. it's heartfelt. If they mean it's it. Just the, the delivery yeah. is maybe not what I would Right. Make. If they mean it, if the intention is there, yeah. and if they if they really, like, come to peace with each other, that's fine by me. Yeah. But when they're a little, especially practicing that, giving them the vocabulary, how right. to talk about it, is so helpful. So, yeah. Well, and teaching them what a good apology actually is. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My kids love it when, I'm, when they come to me and they're like, sorry. I'm like, for what? And they're like, oh, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know the drill. You know the drill. <laughs> and then we can fist bump afterwards. That's right. No. <laughs> Just don't call me bruh. I'm, I'm not your bruh. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. We hope you get a chance to celebrate Marian's style without too many wrongs to bear patiently or offenses in need of forgiveness. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can reach us at beyondsunday at aod.org. This episode of Beyond Sunday has been sponsored by the Pime Missionary Sponsorships at a Distance program. This school year, become a Pime sponsor to give the gift of an education to a student in an isolated mission country and break the cycle of poverty for a child, youth, person living with disabilities, or seminarian. See how you can support a student in need at PimeUSA.org slash 52 sponsorships.